Hello, and welcome to Harp Column Podcast, taking you behind the stories in Harp Column from a practical harpist perspective. My name is Christina Finch, and I will be your guide to all things harp. Music for today's episode comes from the Juno Award-winning album, Detached, recorded by today's guest, who was featured in the September-October 2020 issue of Harp Column, Angela Schwartzkopf. Angela's last time on the podcast was all the way back in episode five, and I was beyond thrilled to speak with her again, especially after I sat down and listened to her award-winning album. Angela's 2020 win for Classical Album of the Year, Solo or Chamber, is the first time a harpist has won in the category in the last 25 years, and initiates her into the very official rank of Canadian harp goddess, with past winners Erica Goodman, who won in 1995, and Judy Lohman, who won in 1980. We've got a lot to dive into, and I want to include as much music as possible from this amazing CD. So let's dive into our conversation about the creation of Detach. Well, it feels like it had so many meaningful moments where it was sort of starting to be created, if that kind of makes sense, but I didn't know it yet. So the first piece was commissioned in 2009 by my parents as a graduation gift for completing my master's. So that, I guess, in some ways was like the catalyst to what was to come. I had done a lot of work with, you know, new music and new composers in school, and I really enjoyed it, and I found it really exciting and interesting. And then I think just getting that commission, something that was for me, was sort of a really big starting point. That was the first time that that had really happened. And then after that, I just started to build like a collection of pieces that were meaningful to me, and they were sort of mine, my little repertoire pile. One piece by Cecilia Livingston was written for my good friend Michelle Colton and I to perform, and that stayed in my repertoire, and I programmed it in a number of other concerts. My parents commissioned another piece for me, and then I started to work with some new music collectives, which was really exciting. I worked with the Toy Piano Composers in Toronto and also the Caution Tape Sound Collective. And in both of those organizations, I had a number of pieces written for me. I think Toy Piano Composers, I think I had like five chamber pieces written and and harp, a harp solo attached, which is a very important piece on my album. And well, they're all important, but important in the sense that Monica, the person who wrote Attach, was really very supportive of me as a harpist and my exploration of new music. And she really supported me a lot with the idea of of creating this album. And we spent a lot of time talking together about writing grant applications and how the album could take shape. And so I feel like starting that relationship with her was like another catalyst within the project itself. When I started to realize, oh, hey, I have this collection of music that is growing and I have these really amazing composers that I'm working with, like Monica, and they're really supportive of what I'm doing. Maybe I can go one step further and and do something with all this music that I have, something that will be very lasting. And then when it came time to sort of sit down and start planning the album, at that point, I had already 
chosen pretty much every work on it except for uh, Patrick's piece. And that's when I collaborated with the Caution Tape Sound Collective. And he wrote this piece for me. And like literally even just when I was reading through it, I was like, well, this is going to be on my album. <laughs> this is amazing. So I feel very, very lucky to have had so many people write so much really incredible music for me to play. through the whole album and I, I really thought it would be nice to name the album after one of the pieces on it as is often done and I felt like detached was the most fitting when I was really looking through them just because it I thought it worked on a lot of different levels that I'm sort of detaching from how you traditionally view the harp in a lot of ways that I'm detaching from sort of the typical western music tradition I think one of the main goals of the album was to get the pieces out there and to get these composers more known, their music known, just to really get like a higher profile in general for, for the music. So I want, I want people to play it very much. So right now, a lot of the composers, I don't think have them really listed officially for sale on their websites, but I'm pretty sure that if you emailed any of them, they would be like, yes, yes, here is my piece. <laughs> Anyone who's taken part in a recording project knows it can be a ton of work. I was curious about how Angela and her recording engineer, Peter Gamel, went about recording this album. It has, it has been a lot of work and it's been a really long process. And what I was most surprised about was how long the recording process took me. My recording engineer was amazing and very flexible and he truly had a flat rate and just was like, yeah, we'll just take however many days it, it needs to be to record your album and it's fine. Yeah, I know. Amazing. This is like never happens. And so he even suggested that we break it up into different times throughout the year. So we would do one session and then like six months later we did another session. And then I think maybe like a year went by and we did another session. Each of these sessions we kind of put aside three or four days with blocks of time on each day. And we didn't usually use the whole time. Usually we use like two or three days. But he just wanted to make sure that I felt really comfortable and had all the time I needed. So the recording process itself, it was nice because I never felt pressured or rushed and I didn't have to record, you know, the whole album in like one week that it was two pieces at a time, which made it feel very manageable. really helped to break up the recording sessions. I mean, I had obviously learned all these pieces and performed them and some of them many times, but to be able to just focus on two, 
really perfect them before the recording sessions i would meet with all the composers again i think a couple of them i didn't meet with before the recording session uh, but i did involve them with the editing process so but a lot of them i would play for again before the recording session a couple of them came to the recording sessions i think both kevin and alicia came to the recording session and just like kind of hung out and listened to what was going on not the whole time but just for like a little bit and then everyone at when we were editing their tracks i would always i would go through and i would listen and i would get out all the like wrong notes or you know wrong rhythm or things that needed to be obviously fixed and then i would the next round of cleaner <laughs> edits i would send that to the composers and then they would give their list back. It was always hilarious. I remember, I think it was Kevin was like, sounds great. I have nothing to add. And then I like was like, okay, Pete. Pete was my recording guide. Kevin says it's great, but here's another like five things that I want to fix. <laughs> at how long the editing process took, not because of my recording engineer, but because of me. Really bad at listening to myself. <laughs> really did not enjoy that process. Put it off like there was no tomorrow. I just truly, you could not make me do it. <laughs> and it, it, to be honest, the only reason why I think I finally got to the finish line was I had received a grant from the Ontario Arts Council and they have a cap of two years for you to complete your project. And I got a letter from them saying that my deadline for my two years was coming really close and if I didn't finish my project, I had to give my money back. Day, a classical music CD is a labor of love. You don't do it to get rich or famous, but to put into the world an expression of your art that's lasting. As listeners, it's our responsibility to show our appreciation to the artists who create the music we love. I love this album, and obviously the Juno Awards did too. Through all of this, Angela has managed to stay down-to-earth and humble about her win. And just in case you're thinking about asking her what's next, don't. Everyone keeps being like, what's next for you? And I was like, I just finished no. this project. No, I it don't want to know what's next. It's not even been a year. <laughs> no, I think, no, no, you take a, go take a nap, go rest. Also, um, like, I feel like it's weird. We have this, like, pressure during COVID where we have this extra time where I, it feels like because I'm not playing all these concerts that I should be channeling that into a new creative project. Yeah. But I just, you know, part of me is just like, I'm just going to sleep a little bit more. I'm going to cook some great meals with my husband. I'm going to like read a book. It's going to be great. That's it for this episode of Harp Column Podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by Harp Column Music where you can purchase digital sheet music for solo, chamber, or ensemble harp. The holiday season will be upon us before you know it. Head over to www.harpcolumnmusic.com today to fill up your holiday gig book with music you'll love to play. Many thanks to our guest, Angela Schwarzkopf, for joining us today. 
Music for today's episode comes from the winning album of the 2020 Juno Awards Classical Album of the Year, Solo or Chamber, Detach, recorded by Angela Schwarzkopf. To learn more about Harp Column, please visit www.harpcolumn.com and subscribe today to gain access to current and past issues, as well as a lot of great web content. My name is Dr. Christina Finch, and we at Harp Column hope that you have a wonderful week.